0: Welcome back to another episode of Rip Thru Podcast. This is episode one of Isolation. <laughs> I actually don't know what episode it is, but we are here. We're finally doing it. It's been a bit of a whirlwind of the last couple of weeks. Um, we haven't ever really thought about what we're going to do, but we started uh, today. So welcome back, everyone that's been asking us where we've been. We are here. I've been doing my room up. Sean can't see me, but I can see him. He looks great. Yeah,
1: that's about it. Sean. welcome to the podcast, mate. But it's good to not see you, but here, Mitchell. It's been a, yeah, no, it's been a few few weeks since we we're able to be in the same room. Obviously, there's been some uncertainty around the league, and that's obviously impacted our schedules. But mate, um, it's good to jump on, and, and we'll be doing a, we'll be doing more of this remotely over the coming weeks as well. I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't able to be there today. We I were know. going to practice our social distance. We've changed the studio. We've made it compliant yeah. with everything. But um, my, my car's finally getting fixed, so... Um, that's that's, the, that's
0: a that's a positive out of this whole two weeks of coronavirus stuff. That's probably the positive that the car that he scraped the shit out of is finally getting fixed. There's been one mechanic you're saying that's been working in the Gold Coast, apparently.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> at the start of the week when I dropped it off, we were uh, we were good because obviously, you know, full task force there. But uh, ever since the new lockdown laws have come into play, only one... Uh, or two people are out indoors, so they've got one mechanic working on everyone's car. So mine's been pushed down to the back of the order, but uh, by next week, mate, I'll definitely have it, and I'm sure we'll catch up at some point.
0: That's a win. That's a win. And uh, how have you been, mate? I know we were meant to do a couple episodes um, up here. Obviously, travel's been a bit of a thing, but we um, weren't going to get Chrislin on today, and we're just been going through some guidelines because we know the landscape's changing every day for us um, athletes, and especially uh, members of the public as well. So. What have you been up to, man? Run us through what you've been doing for the last couple of weeks because we've been staying in touch but sort of haven't been.
1: Yeah, correct. Well, it's been tough, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. obviously, two weeks ago, you were obviously just finishing round one, I think it was, or, yep. um, yeah, obviously, preparing for round one. So, it's uh, – geez, hasn't the landscape changed for everyone, though, in two weeks? I mean, just thinking back on what life was like three weeks ago to where it is now, I mean, people are struggling with these new restrictions and and lockdown measures and, you know, we're potentially seven days into what's a, a six-month Contingency, so it's a um, it's a it's a tough space, and I'm keen to ask how you're going, mate, because obviously you've been away from the footy club now for a few days, and obviously with yeah. that comes the loss of structure, and routine. How have you actually been coping with it all?
0: Early days, I think I probably did just as good as I could, um, especially like everyone else as well. It was all new to us, and we didn't actually understand how long this is going to last, um, what the restrictions were, and guidelines, and what we're meant to be doing. So. When it first happened, so we obviously just got got told finish the Hawthorne game. we straight into the rooms, and they're like, "Look, boys, um, the season's been cancelled till May thirty first. That's when we resume." So, I disagree- so, so,
1: just, so just before we jump on that, that's true. You guys had no idea. No, I didn't. What was no, I didn't. So the, the club,
0: game. the club that they said like Nobs and that told us they found out at halftime that they that it was going to happen. Um, they were contemplating canceling it at halftime, but they just said, "Look, I think it's going with what's happening, and then go from there." But we literally got sat down, and a, look, I, th- I heard a few of the Hawthorne boys like saying after the game, like, "Oh man, I'm pretty sure this is gonna be a bad Monday tomorrow, enjoy your enjoy your next few months or whatever." I don't know if they knew or not, but um, it felt like there was some like weird gags going on that I didn't really pick up on. And then when we sat down, I was like, "Oh shit, hey, this is actually real. It's been cancelled, which is a, which is a massive shock." Like doing some quick math as I always do, it's that was nine weeks off the bat, so. Um, you hear speculation and stuff going on for the next few days, it could be longer than that, could go well into June or whatever it may be until um, we can get a handle on it but literally the first week we had a meeting at the club on the Monday and we went through the process like um, what we have on offer from the club, like the services, we have the mental health, we have the financial planners, all that kind of stuff to get us sorted and then we had a big AFLPA meeting talking about what was going to happen with our pay, obviously there's some massive questions in the air and um, it's been well documented the last couple of weeks what's going on with the money situation and, and the contracts going forward But pretty much like I think we have it here so if we don't play any games the first case scenario don't play any games this year I think we get 62% of our pay which is a massive win for us and especially a lot of the boys because there's a lot of uncertainty with um, mortgages, like home loans, car repayment all this stuff so like understandably there's a lot more people doing worse off than us that's for sure mm. But in saying that, we also have you know, children and, and future plans and aspirations as well, so that took a big hit. So we've been working through AFLPA, pa and, and AFL did a great job. Off the bat, I'm just going to say, AFPA and AFL, good shit. Like yeah. Off the bat, they like AFL had to stand down 80% of their workers. A lot of other clubs have to do similar things. And the AFL could have said, look, we're just, just going to have to lay off everyone, including players. So. They've worked tirelessly. Big Gil McLaughlin. he hasn't been on the podcast yet. Would love to get him on here one day if he's got a, you know, he's got <laughs> no excuses now. He's got some time up his sleeve. Let's be honest. Yeah. Love to get him on, but he's done great. Um, and so is everyone involved. Like we we, we got a, We got the the deal that made sense and that could allow the game to still grow and and come back bigger and stronger when we all can. And it gives us some certainty that we can keep training hard, getting ready for the call up to come back. But the, the yeah. first the first week was tough. Really, I missed out on the. The purge, um, a lot of the players stole a lot of stuff from the club in terms of oh, weights, that... equipment, what bikes, yeah. all this kind of stuff. So I was a bit late to that party. I didn't really What'd you it. get, a
1: skipping ride? I got nothing. Really...
0: I didn't get anything. That's, that's I, I, in, I missed man. out on it. So um, I went to go on a couple of days later to do it. I was going to do it on the Wednesday and we weren't allowed to go into the club anymore. So mm. a, a, my weeks look like Eric Hitwood, he's got the gym set up at his house. So um, okay. now we can only go over in twos. So me and Kitty will go around there and do some weights and stuff, but... Man, it's just been a bit of a whirlwind, like the first week was fine, this week was a little bit more hectic in terms of how I handled it, um, like two days ago, I woke up at, what was it, like probably 10am in the morning, woke up and I was like, what the hell, got rolled out of bed, just was in a bit of a blur, didn't didn't have anything to do that day and I was like, kind of just was playing in my own head and I was just like all over the shop to be honest, so
1: yeah so was, so, yeah. so you you just sort of woke up with, with i just, just didn't i just up. had nothing so, to
0: do like it was my it was my i did all my running and stuff the day before it was a wednesday you know usually on my gaming i just had no motivation to do anything and i really struggled so i had a big chat to emma and a few other people and best thing for me is to get like a routine down that's what i really need a routine some structure and schedule because us I, as afl players our so ours, our life and everything is so regimented and it's like, we literally do everything by the half hour to the hour. Like, that's, we got stuff planned all day while we're at the club meetings, mm. weights, physio. Like, and if you miss any of that, you get in trouble. So, if you're a minute late, you get in trouble. So, for us, not having anything to do, wake up and just, you know, pretty much just hang out with the kids and chill at home that's all you can do, really. It was a big, sh- big eye opener for me to get some schedule and some routine down pat. So, I've got that now. I got my podcast back going, and I'm ready to go, so.
1: Absolutely, now we're back and we might, you know, we'll obviously leave it up to the people, but if the people want two episodes a week, we're, I'm happy to, to jump on. Two episodes and a day, man, your, a day. Two episodes a day, I'm happy to jump on every day at 7am and let people know that we're coming. You know, we need get to do a life. live,
0: we need to get a radio. Can we set up radio from our house? We'll look into that.
1: We will absolutely look into that. But man, I'm sure you're not one of the only, I'm sure you're not the only player to, yeah. to sort of feel that. You know, I, I've spoken to a few players around the league and, and there's certainly some angst about, you know, what the next few, few weeks look like and as you mentioned you know the one thing that you you gain is a lot of routine and structure and and look we, we totally obviously preface a lot of this by saying that we understand that there's a lot of people out there that are doing it a yeah, lot tougher exactly. than we are and, and are going through a you know a really difficult situation with, with obviously what's happening on in the economy we're purely talking from a football sense of 100%, course 100% reiterate
0: that reiterate that because I don't want uh, everyone thinking that we're just talking about oh lucky for footy players are getting this getting that we are yeah I mean, we are understandable that there's a lot of people worse off than us, that's for sure.
1: Correct. We're, we're purely looking at this from a football sense. So, you know, that's obviously why we're why we're discussing it. But I, I did have a chance to catch up with Mark Evans, the the CEO of the Gold Coast Suns last week. And even oh, nice. hearing about, as, as you touched on before, the leadership of the game. I think one of the the, the the small silver linings that can come from all of this is the unity that we're seeing amongst all players. We're seeing sheep yeah leaders and presidents and coaches really working together to strategize on how to sort of work ourselves through towards some solutions and outcomes and it's it's a really difficult situation for everyone but i think one thing that the game is doing is really well is coming together and, and trying to work through it as best they can
0: i think the tough thing is also for the players is what we can and can't do um obviously we're finding out news when everyone else does so we don't have like a couple of days notice of um we can do this with two people you can do this with three people like i think before. Mm-hmm you could have visitors at your house or whatever it was from like five people. That's a gathering or whatever it is. Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly that gets cut down to two. So then it's still grayer. Is like, oh, well, I have Kitty live with me, Emma, um, Emma's friends living here as well. Um, obviously the kids, like. so I can't have anyone come around to the house. So I was like, going to get you and Chris Lynn around t- today and we it would be backlash <laughs> galore. So we, we couldn't do that. But in terms of training together, like at the very start of this, we're running in big groups um, cool. like we did in the off season with the Lions. Like we have that the Brisbane chat, the running group chat that we always rock up and train together, yeah. we, do, we, do, we cut that down to five and six and then we cut it down to two. So yeah, everyone's, wow. everyone's getting their different time. I went to go for a run yesterday morning. Cooper was packed. A lot of people there. I was like, yeah. obviously not going to do this. Came back this after, that afternoon and there was more people there in the afternoon at the at the ovals doing their fitness stuff. So me and Kitty literally found like a little oval in middle of nowhere pretty much in, in um, Cooper. I don't even know. It wasn't even ovals, was potholes galore. And we did our Great. running there. So it's like, literally we and i think it's going to get you know more 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 strict in terms of what you can and can't do so we are getting texts from the club saying uh, what what equipment, what equipment do you have at your house what do you need because i think it's going to be pretty much isolation.com.au.
1: yeah absolutely i, I know a lot of sporting warehouses and you know, oh well, that'd be on back order wouldn't
0: they you
1: know it's it, it's you know a lot of kettlebells.com.au com. <laughs> sure doing pretty well right now i mean it's it's a it's a tough situation i mean everyone seems to have to resort to to contingencies to stay fit and healthy. And I've seen a few apps that have actually been doing the rounds too. So yeah. I'm sure uh, I'm sure there's something to look into there as well. But you're right, this is this is going to be a, a challenge for everyone. And again, I think the one thing that everyone falls back to, which again is where this angst and uncertainty comes from, is there's just no certainty when the season's going to resume. I mean, you know, there's speculation obviously that, that May 31 is obviously yeah. the, the deadline that's currently in place, but there's speculation that can be extended. There's so. no
0: chance it's going to stay there. Because think about like, we've got a great base obviously from the, the preseason the grueling preseason we just did so obviously we've got some fitness mm. there ready to go we just played um you know what two practice match, three practice matches pretty much all up and then a game <clears throat> i feel pretty fit now running and stuff obviously but you'll you lose a little bit of fitness over the next few so i think getting back to that um in early may we have to do like another little mini preseason like a four-week block i think so i'm not too sure man i think it's gonna be late june if anything but i guess i can see and see what happens
1: Absolutely no, but there is some footy to talk about. There, there is are some, some. things
0: that we, can, that we
1: that we can have to jump on, and, and we'll be obviously be doing this over the coming days, yep. and, and again, we're gonna leave it to the people. If you want two two episodes a week or more, or a live episode, I think like do like a live episode.
0: We'll set up a radio station maybe in the morning. Um, Emma's the new radio host these days. She's she's got a gig at ninety eight point nine FM or something yeah, like that's that, right. some country radio. That's so right. she starts yeah. at five a.m. and finishes at nine a.m. So. She's, uh, she's doing pretty good. I'm not going to lie. She's bringing in more money than me at the moment. So good job, Emma. I'm proud of hey,
1: you. Absolutely. No, the breadwinner. We're looking we at got, it. What
0: have we got? It's uh... <laughs> yeah. change of roles. on am daycare at the moment.
1: Hey, yeah, well, that's all right. Well, enjoy it. You know, hopefully it's yeah. not too long, but yeah, exactly. uh, absolutely enjoy it. So um, a couple of things I wanted to ask you about. You made a, uh, you made a few headlines, actually, at the start of the week uh, <laughs> with, with some comments made around your physical toughness. What do you have to say for yourself?
0: Oh, mate, look. Like, to be honest, it was just a bit of a piss take. I was only mucking around. Um, maybe so, so give
1: the people some context Okay. What, what you yeah. said. So
0: give some of the context. So the 7 AFL, um, dear sponsor of the podcast, or partner I should say, I saw him put up a bead, um, put up a, what was it, an Instagram post, social, uh, social media Instagram post anyway, posts, yep, of yep. The, the tough nuts of the AFL like going back in the day as well. So probably like you saw a few big names in there, um, you know, Glenn Archer, Byron Pickett, um, who else was there? Carr, um, Carr, Car, Hodge, like the yeah. l- list goes on and obviously there wasn't any um, M. Robinson in there. So, I was being a bit cheeky, tongue in cheek, just saying, look, I put most of those players in that category on their ass in the game in any day of the week type thing. thing um, bar... Obviously, Jonathan Brown and Glenn Archer, who are probably bigger than me, and I probably wouldn't be able to, i have just bounce off them and hit, hit a, you know, yeah, It's like hitting a brick yeah. wall. <laughs> and the response was exactly what I was hoping for. There was just, I didn't even put any bait on my reel. I just threw some dry line it out, is. and everyone started biting. But, but it was funny. You, you got Hodgie, who uh, replied. He was like, challenge accepted. And to be honest, you know, Hodgie's in his prime, would probably put me through to next week, whatever, who cares, He's, you know. Just take a challenge. It's not gonna, it's not gonna yeah, kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Rashudo, yeah. he's the one I didn't expect to pipe up. He said, "No chance." So I was yeah, he, like, he came
1: out and I didn't even know he. I didn't
0: even know he yeah, had Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Rashudo's <laughs> like,
1: I couldn't 50, it. 50,
0: 60 years old now. I was like, oh, good mate, on you. And
1: you know what? He he probably still could do some damage. I reckon oh, mate, he definitely uh, yeah.
0: could. He's a big boy. And he, yeah. And to be honest, like uh, it was obviously a joke, and obviously a lot of people come out. Um, and support it, I thought it was pretty funny and stuff, but you, you get your dumb asses out there, like, oh, yeah, the only thing, you you can't even, you can't even hit a kick. How you going to hit someone in the field? i oh, will yeah, put you through next week. I was like, yeah, obviously. You're like, it's a joke, man. Take it easy. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was yeah, good. i tell you, was you was what,
1: good. though, they, they did, Channel 7 did look after you with the photo, though. They no. used your Eminem it photo. It was terrible. Fuck,
0: I have to have a word to them. Like, they, they chose the worst <laughs> one possible. So I was getting a lot of ugly comments, but... Thanks, guys. I really yeah. appreciate you looking after us. You could have, uh, could've nah, chosen the one where I had no shirt on, and there's like plenty of those photos getting around. Absolutely. But, nah, but you,
1: you, got, you had a fair few supporters as well. They, I, they did, actually, I did, I you did. Know, we're backing you in.
0: Look, honestly, like, I've put my head over the ball my whole career, and whatever happens, happens. Like, but if I was allowed to play back in the day, I would have been sweet. I would have been just doing what they do behind play and just dropping blokes left, right, and center. So. I don't know. I'm playing in the wrong era. I reckon the old era was obviously the tougher one, and that's this. Like what we're playing in now is piss week. Like any person can play AFL now. Like you see kids running around 70 kilos dominating the game, whereas in back in the day they would have been probably on the stretcher by quarter time. So. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I, I did
1: see Anthony Kudafidis put up a, a post on uh, Facebook earlier in the week with a photo of yes. him and Wayne Carey, which I think was done from Channel 7. And, yeah. you know, they did say that, that the 90s era, um, I mean, they, they did float the question, you know, is the 90s era the, the toughest um, and best era of, of, I of the game? And um, I look, at it, it's, it's hard to deny the moments. It's a tougher one. It's definitely tougher. And, um,
0: like, uh, we still have an element of physicality in the game, some tackles, but mm. just think about, like, Shepherds back then were so good to watch. I loved seeing people get like off oh. the ball hits, like unexpected. It gets yeah. smacked and you go down like that. That would that would separate the men from the boys. Like if because that's when you used to hear footsteps. If you hear footsteps now, you're pretty much the biggest pussy in AFL because you can't. No one's going to hit you from behind or like drop mm. you behind play. It doesn't happen anymore. So when you see blokes still, yeah. when you see blokes still on that. Uh, you probably can't see me because you can't see the camera. But duck in their head, it's uh, it's not great. And oh, I've maybe done it once in my career. Who knows? But um, it's it's not one of those things you yeah. see these days.
1: It certainly puts puts a lot of debate out there. And what we might do is is come yeah, up with a few questions of our own, which we'll, uh, we'll obviously put forward to the uh, to the uh, Rip Through It exclusive insight uh, plays podcast crew just to get some okay. insight. On, we'll throw on, that out on, there. On, which on, era?
0: Which era do you think was the toughest era? And this could be dating back to the sixties. To the um, oh, what's his name from Colton who used to just throw punches galore, the blonde head guy. Um,
1: uh, oh, oh not not Whitnall.
0: No, 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 no. It'll be like in the eighties. Um, oh, what's his name?
1: Oh, yeah, I would not have a clue.
0: I can't find it. I said dirty Colton play, and I came up with Jason Ackermanis. What the fuck? <laughs> Um, Yeah, so, okay, we'll go back to it. So, we're going to throw it up there. What era do you think was the toughest era of AFL history? We can go back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, the 20s, or now, which I don't think now would be it. But we'll throw it up there, and then we'll talk about it on the next episode. But um, that'd be be good to hear. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely, no, and no one come out with nineteen thirties. We're not going that far back. I'm not okay. going that far we're, back.
0: Uh, I don't even yeah. know <laughs> like, what teams were playing you, footy back then. Maybe
1: right, but uh, we 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 got we got to have been able at least see some vision of, of of what play was like. So, right. uh, but I'll tell you what. What one thing I have started to see a fair bit is uh, you know everyone seems to want to start their own podcasts and 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 show nowadays. Which now uh, I know how for those Parker obviously saw. that know, yeah, well, we're the OGs. I yeah, mean, we're OGs. obviously you know keep it in mind but i have seen a few podcasts obviously pop up over the last yeah. week
0: so we started in the back end of 2018 so i can claim og status but mm. yes i have started seeing i see all these players athletes coming out they interviewing everyone on the social medias like they've been doing it for years um obviously you need to have that um following to be able to do it and get some uh i guess following with that but in saying this, like you're just saying it it's, it's saturated. I can't keep up. I'm trying to like on my Instagram there's like forty people that I'm following who are like interviewing people. I think Nick Nat's doing it pretty good because he's doing like a whole bunch of different um I have personalities, seen that. yeah. And he's actually looked pretty cool. He's doing well. I didn't I didn't think he was that good on camera, but he's actually not doing too bad. Um yeah, there's, no, a, there's we'll, a few others we'll obviously- that be questionable.
1: Absolutely. And, and obviously, you know, we're, we're doing this for the people and we're very lucky that we've been able to build an audience of people that really love what this this whole channel is all about and this show is all about. So we're going to keep doing this. But uh, yeah. if you do have any suggestions or any questions that you want us to cover, knowing that we're going to be doing a few more episodes per week, let us know because uh, we know there's abundance of things to talk about and we want to make sure that we're servicing the people the right way.
0: 100%. And talking about that, I guess, how about the media at the moment? What do you reckon? Oh,
1: I tell you what, one of the most fierce <laughs> exchanges I've seen in a long time. What I, I is saw happening? it pop up on Twitter. It's true, I, I saw it pop up on Twitter yesterday, and it's did like two, two, twenty 20 seconds in, I knew I was in for a treat. So, those who haven't seen it, of course, it was uh, the, the Channel 9 Melbourne news between Tony Jones and Eddie Maguire, and it was one for the ages. I tell you what, and I thought they both did a reasonable job of holding their own. I mean, they certainly yeah. had their own positions that they were trying to, to sort of explore and uh, neither back down, uh, which was which was really interesting. I'm sure you would have seen it.
0: I saw it. I, um, I watched it again just before we started the episode, but I wasn't a hmm. fan of what Tony Jones was doing, to be honest. Like, I, I, I didn't, I, like, I didn't I, like how hard he was pushing the question. <clears throat> Obviously, yeah. he, he must have known something prior to that to be able to you know, keep going after him with the same question, but if you don't want to answer something, you're not obliged to answer it. Like we get told uh, by the media and you would have done the same thing to never say no comment yep. because it's obviously it's, yeah. it just looks shit ass. Eddie's gone the route. Um, so if, if you haven't watched it, I'll just give you a little bit of a download. So Tony Jones was asking Eddie Maguire, president of um, the Columbia Football Club, if um, certain members ask for their money back, will he pay them? And Eddie gave him a reasonable answer without actually answering and saying, look, if you're going through hardship, Call the club. We'll talk you talk you through it, like we have done for you know, years and years, years and years. Um, I thought, yeah, it's sweet as, but then Tony Jones, kind of with his big chompers, had another crack at him, saying, "Would you or would you not give their money back?" <clears throat> Obviously, wanting an answer. Um, and then it's what what's happening at the moment is any media that can make headlines um, or be clickbait type things. If you get Eddie to blow up, it's going to go viral, and it has. He probably didn't expect it to go this way, but it's actually gone viral yeah. in a sense that he just—they both went at it, um, which is oh, pretty unprofessional, oh, I've, right? I've, like I've, you wouldn't expect that yeah. if the foot is if the foot is happening, you, that wouldn't happen, right? Well, look,
1: in, in all likelihood, no, because obviously the question is directed to the fact that there are no games, and and his question is, look, are members entitled to a refund? Oh, the the one thing that I. Uh, Look, I, the, I mean, and I've added to the violence of it. I think I've watched it like ten times, just yeah. just for, for pure enjoyment. I think it was a, <laughs> a great exchange. And uh, one thing I did like was they both they both held firm on their positions. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I totally see where you're coming from with, with Tony. Um, you know, it, the way I looked at it was Eddie answered the question; he just didn't like the answer. So yeah, yeah, um, exactly, he you know, kept he kept going. So, but you got to understand
0: um, you got to understand your position. Like, hmm. is he going to get another another interview with Eddie Maguire?
1: Oh, look, oh, I, no. I would say probably not. I don't think Eddie, I think, I think Eddie produces the Sunday footy show. Um, <laughs> oh, so, they're probably so, like,
0: so they're probably actually, I wouldn't say they're building that up, but it's, I guess, t- like, at in the moment, he just didn't like the question. Like, hey, he kept going back at him. And obviously, Tony Jones was thought yeah. was a pretty pretty easy answer. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think there's
0: any wrong or right. I just think there's better ways to go about that.
1: It was certainly a very interesting um look like, like when I first opened up that um that, that Twitter video before I obviously saw where this was going, I I didn't I didn't anticipate that. Um, oh, yeah. certainly not um what usually is normally a pretty friendly exchange. It was almost a, an in-house promo for Footy Classified, which I certainly watched and, and saw oh, Eddie you know, okay. respond again. Um, okay. you know, I obviously saw Eddie respond again later that... Um, this morning. That, uh, this morning. Yeah, yeah, this out. morning and, and last night on Footy Classified. So it was a, um, you know, it's obviously a bit of an exchange there. But I think, only as you said, I mean, Eddie certainly provided an answer. Um, yeah. And the one thing Eddie can't do in that moment is he, he can't just come out and say, you know, everyone is entitled to refunds. I mean, because then what's going to happen? You know, we're trying to. It, it opens up a whole clubland. You yeah. know, if it sets a precedent, so you have to be really mindful of the the tough situation that Eddie was in. I I think Eddie did a pretty reasonable job of holding firm and still being able to articulate it in a way that look, if you're going through financial hardships, contact your club because you know there, there will be solutions that you can work through. So I'm um, think, you know, I'm obviously, we saying think, that. I yeah. think you, yeah, but, but it is a really difficult situation though, um, in terms of obviously where the AFL is right now in terms of memberships, because without memberships, you know, they are there's the no lifeblood of football clubs, and there's no footy. So, um, you know, it's a very delicate situation, and it's it's a it's a reason why there's a process in place now that that's trying to navigate how we come through on the other end of it.
0: Obviously, people are going to see footy clubs, multi-million dollar companies, like they're killing it. They're not privately owned, so. Eddie McGuire's come and be like, yeah, I just going to give their money back. Yeah, sweet, we've got all that money sitting in the bank. Here we go. If people pay for memberships, they're going to spend that money on something. It's not going to be sitting there in the bank. Like they're going to, they got the soft cap, and they've got um, players. that got to pay. Like it's not like, oh yeah, sweet, have your 150 bucks three game membership back. Like it's, you can't just do that. Obviously, he's saying yeah. you've got to go through a process. If you're going through financial hardship, yeah, we can look at trying to get your money back or pause or. Next year, you get it for free. Like, whatever happens, happens. You can't be, it's not as easy as, like, yeah, yeah, no worries. Fucking just call up and we'll pay you back straight away. It's not as easy as that. Yeah. So, so, when when he kept going on him, I was like, I can see why Edie's getting angry, but I, I yeah. actually, I actually he, enjoyed he it. I actually enjoyed, I actually enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. I didn't mind it.
1: Oh, I, I loved it. I mean it was it was it was one for the ages and again, you know, Eddie provided an answer and it just seems <laughs> as though Tony probably wasn't as 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 um as happy with what he received. So he and it doesn't
0: going. doesn't just stop there as well. How about the the Carro's arrow in the North Melbourne footy club at the moment? I know I don't want to go touch oh, that, on other clubs and what's happening, but
1: Yeah. Oh, to be honest, any other week, apart from Tony, if, if Tony and Eddie didn't didn't happen last night, there'd obviously be more oxygen being thrown towards yeah. um the, uh, you know, the Caro North Melbourne um, commentary respect, that's happened. And yeah. it, it's kind of, it kind of hasn't never gone away, has it? I mean, no. it's obviously been a talking point that, um, you know, Caroline Wilson has obviously been sort of um, speaking on for, for a number of years now. And, and everyone came out. I saw James Brayshaw from Triple M obviously yeah. came out and, and had his piece. And so did, you know, other former chairmans and what have Even you. Even past a, players um, did too, I saw. Yeah, absolutely. And I think – I do feel a little bit for North Melbourne um, in terms of
0: um, – seems to be a little bit of a kick, of the kick in the guts at the moment, isn't it? Like while they're down. Like obviously every team is yeah. struggling, especially like financially they're going to be struggling now. And to keep bringing this up, like I'm a Tasmanian. Um, I'm going to tell Cara straight away, if you ever watch – and I watched a couple of episodes, Tassie do not want to have a team relocate down there. It wouldn't work. So that's not going to happen. Just just don't do that. For yeah, From a, they want their own team. We want our own team. I'm proud Taswegian. Yeah. It's not going to work. I understand the landscape down there. You can't bring North Melbourne, Gold Coast or whoever you think down to Tassie. It's just not going to happen. It won't work. Yeah. Financially, yeah. maybe, well, not for long.
1: Yeah, well, it's not going to be Gold Coast and it won't be GWS because yeah. the AFL needs the Northern Markets. and Even it's AFL, the, the um, AFL, growth areas. not Absolutely, and, and it's the two growth areas. And As Tony Cocker the chairman of the Gold Coast I said earlier in the week, if you know economics, you're not going to – you're not going to cut the head off the growth areas that that you've got the potential to, to revenue um, generate from. So that's not going to happen, but, but what could be a likelihood and what seems to be gaining traction is there's this growing murmurings that maybe 10 teams in Melbourne is too many. And if you're ever going to relocate a team um, now, but now maybe it, because you know, what, what we're hearing is, uh, well, certainly what I'm sort of, gaining is um you know they've made it very clear they, they, they've gone into this with 18 clubs and they want to come out of it of 18 clubs but yeah. does that necessarily mean that those 18 clubs will be based where they were previously um that's that's the question that i reckon people yeah, are starting okay. to ask
0: yeah that makes sense i just i just think for a team in tasmania it has to be a tasmanian purebred team um unfortunately other teams are down there will not survive in terms of getting members and signing on um, more players. And so it, just, it just won't happen. It has to be born and bred in, in Tassie, and then that's the only way it's going to work. But I don't know. It just feels like I understand a lot of the media jobs are online. There's been a lot of layoffs um, from Sky News to mm. Fox footy to everywhere there's been layoffs. And I feel like at the moment it's not what what's the facts, but who's first or who's making headlines or what's clickbait. And I saw Kara get pretty flat that that's what the comment someone threw to her that she's talking about clickbait, which is um, – which is fair enough on her behalf because, you know, she's a respected journalist and she's been doing this for years and years and years. So I understand yeah. that, but it feels like the media at the moment is just all over the shop. Like it's just in disarray. So I've even been asked to go on a couple of shows recently and I've said, look, I don't know that I really want to do that right now because I just don't know what they're going to ask you or what they're going to try and throw at you. And and seeing like Tony Jones and even like the respected journalist, like Caro, when she's talking, like, and they're getting – like they're going back and forth, like they're not holding back. So I'm like, nah, it's not for me at the moment. I don't really want to get involved in this. Yeah. Shit.
1: So, Absolutely. And obviously, you know, one thing that we're going to continue to do is, is rip through it, exclusive insights. So, of course, yeah. you know, we'll keep building this and, and we'll bullshit. obviously be connecting <laughs> with the people. We'll rip through everything. Absolutely. And, and, and I did think it was interesting, but I want to talk about being flat. You know what I was flat about? Um, What's that? I don't know whether you know, but this time last year uh, or midway last year, I made maybe a bit of a suggestion around the grand final um, <laughs> format. Funny um, you, it's
0: funny you say that because I actually – hang on, let me get this up. Windows yeah. capture. Here, I actually have it ready to go. And for the people, you probably can't hear this, but you – Probably know how you spoke already. As arrogant, like all. all oh, here it is. Yeah. So I'm talk, I'm bringing it up now. The game to be in Victoria. Where okay. that, so you know, in July. Kind of born fourth, yeah. yeah. 2019. And, uh, so we talked about this. We're going to get backlash yeah. on this yeah. regard. Yeah, sit back and I'll, I'll just go through the bigger picture. But what's your idea, okay. man? I want to hear it. Well, here it my, is.
1: My my view is there's no reason why the grand final has to be taken away from the MCG. I would just turn it into a grand final series and not a grand final. Grand like, final series Best of three. Yeah, absolutely. Best of three because then. If it's two Victorian teams, you've got...
0: So I'll pause it there, but we were speaking about the fact that um, advantage or disadvantage for teams who are playing finals at, say, um, it was the Geelong Cats playing at um, GMHBA, but not been, but playing at MCG. So that's what we're talking about, um, playing a grand final, having one at an, an MCG, and then probably two somewhere else, So one at a home ground or whatever it is, two finals somewhere. So... We spoke about that last year. This, this is that starting to happen. We did. It's starting to happen a little bit. People are starting to regurgitate the shit that we've been talking about, and
1: and they're not crediting us they're too. Not, they're, they're not, not putting
0: via Rip through a podcast. It's happened a couple of times now. So we started speaking about this last year. Everyone shut us down and said, "No, it's dumb." But now suddenly Lee Matthews, love Lee Matthews, but he's starting to come out and say it's his idea. No, he didn't say that, but obviously he's oh, talking about it. I'll tell you what, will too. have some words. But Lee, uh, you can actually you you, you can say what you want, Lee, because uh, you're probably the goat of all time. So. But yeah, yes, yeah, we've sure. been talking about this for about that. a year now and now suddenly it's getting legs again. But to be honest, um, if I was the AFL or um, Steve Hawking, Rules Committee, whoever you are, this is your year to do what the hell you want with the footy, I, I believe. Oh, like, uh, we've, everything. We're we've already, we've already missing games. Like this could just be one of those years. He's yeah. put an asterisk next to whoever wins the grand final. Just put a little asterisk there and say coronavirus 19, 2020. Yeah. So yeah. I don't well, know it's, it's There's a so many point things point Interchange Like even playing in that game Like we had Obviously played less time We had Interchange cap Was still the same But this would yeah. be A great time to implement Whatever you feel like The game needs Um shorten half time We don't care I don't, don't mind If you shorten the quarters Get rid of interchange cap Bring in more players yeah. And all that kind of stuff But um, this is your year
1: yeah, I, I just think, you know, within reason and, and as best as you possibly can, I think this is the year to trial everything. So I, I liked the 17-game um, yeah. uh, suggestion, you know, when it was first floated, because if you're ever going to do it, you know, you, you do it this year. So, again, I, I think ideally, and you could actually make a case that if we had a 17-game home-and-away season, um, as far as integrity goes, it, it could arguably the most uh, fairest premiership ever won because, exactly. um, you know, you, you, every team only plays each other once. So um, it's certainly... Places more importance on how you start the season because you obviously you know the more games you come in early the more you can set yourself up in a 17 uh, game season so look oh, I think it's certainly something to be considering of in, in regards to the, um, the the grand final series as opposed to a grand final match um, and look if it's an opportunity to still play a game at the MCG and take an interstate if an interstate team is able to make it then fantastic you know let, let's let's not be afraid to trial things if, if we can if we can achieve it
0: and it shares the load as well imagine like imagine a game in Perth. You imagine how crazy. It, oh, we spoke to we spoke to Maxi yeah. Gorn um, two weeks or three weeks ago, whenever it was, and he was saying that yeah. as daunting as it it's playing in Perth and the host hostile environment from the crowd, he reckons was one of the best games they've ever played in. I know they got pumped, whatever, but he reckons like yeah. getting shouted out by all the fans in the street, like the at the ground, how crazy it was. He reckons like WA like blew up finals time. So imagine having a game there, like so you got so I reckon maybe finish at the MCG because that's like where. You know, it is a home of footy, to be honest, but you yeah, can go well, anywhere you well, well, want,
1: man. Oh, I think you you have to start it at the MCG. So let's oh, say, start, for example, okay. it was pretty- and, and Melbourne, you know, yep. let's, let's stick with Borney's team. So if it was Melbourne and Brisbane, obviously play the first game at the MCG and then the second game at, at the Gabba. And imagine if you win the first game at the G and you're able to potentially win the grand final series at the Gabba in mm. front of your home crowd. I mean, that would obviously be tremendous. And if Melbourne an happened to win it, then guess what? You're going back to, to the MCG <laughs> for the biggest game of the year. Guess what? You're going back. Yeah, I, I reckon it'd be an, a, an amazing way of trialing it, but um, yeah, we have started to see the uh, commentary around it, so hopefully it continues to to have some some weight to it because I think it could certainly be something to trial.
0: Especially if uh, you are using anything from our uh, our audio or our videos, Just give us a credit, you know, fuck, like, like we're working hard, so stop stealing our shit.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. What yeah. Else we got? I, I i um, just trying to look through what else we uh, what else we had. I think we may have gone through most of our uh, most of our criteria for what we're going to come through. But of course, we're we're obviously going to be doing a few of these. So yeah. Um, yeah, we'll add to this list as we as we go. But anything else that you wanted to cover up?
0: No, I just want to give a shout out to everyone that's going to be tuning in. Um, I think that we could start doing some more fan stuff in terms of like what's our best twenty two for some team or some generation. Um, maybe doing some more fun activities with with um, uh, viewers and listeners. I think that'd be, that'd be the way to do it if we're doing more episodes. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put out the tweet and stuff. We've got a couple of questions here. i put a question in today saying, i about to rip, rip, record our first Rift episode whilst in self-iso. Any questions or talking points you want covered? I've had one here right. from Brody, CCTV. He said, self-isolation, from my experience talking with other players... Is a common thing, especially with guys drafted interstate at such a young age, is that something that players deal with a lot? Being so young and living so, away f- so far away from family and friends. So um, the first, once this was broken on the Sunday we played Hawthorne, on the Monday straight away, the club said, look, you have 24 hours to let us know if you want to go home back to where you come from. So if it's from WA, Adelaide, Melbourne, wherever it may be, you have to let us know by the morning. So literally after we played a game on the plane, blokes were booking flights. So we had the meeting on the yeah, Monday, wow. the club meeting, and then all the players that wanted to go home were allowed to. So that's the best thing the club did because, you know, it was going to be two weeks regardless. And we didn't re- we, re- we didn't know if um, quarantine was going to come into it. So if you go travelling somewhere or the borders were locked, we had to do that by Tuesday. But if you go somewhere, you might have mm. 14 days quarantine then. Or, and if you come back, you might have to do it again. So the club said that could be a possibility, possibility, um, but they still did it. So we, you know, I reckon probably half a list went back to their homes. Um, yep. And a majority of us stayed in Brisbane, so that's a, that's a good question. But um, obviously, I've got young Kitty Coleman live with me. He's sort of from Darwin. He's born in Darwin, and he moved to Brisbane. Mm. But his family are just down in Wynnum, which is about you know forty minutes away, or thirty minutes yep. away. And you know he can sometimes visit them, I guess. But um, he chose to stay in Brisbane. Uh, we had another question here. Here we go. From Hyphi Oz on Twitter, how do athletes stay motivated in a time of uncertainty and what steps do you take to stay on the straight and narrow regarding exercise and nutrition? Well, we just covered it, but that's a good question Um, for us. For me, I was speaking before, like having a routine is massive. Um, So I'm going to try and get up earlier, um, still do my exercise in the morning, and then I've got the whole day to do stuff with the kids, do my gaming, podcasts, whatnot. So... I'm making sure first thing in the morning I got to get up and just smash out, make size. Whether it's a run or weights or boxing or anything like that, I want to get done first thing in the morning. So nutrition's a different one because sometimes getting to uh, the the convenience stores or the groceries, groceries is pretty tough. So Emma's obviously doing that, giving me a big chop out. She's doing most of cooking and everything. So my diet hasn't changed at all. Maybe a few snacks here and there, but don't judge me because whatever. But I, we want to but make you sure some time to, to burn that off. i have you some time to burn weeks. it off, man. I've got four yeah. weeks. And, I'm you know, I'm I'm doing this gaming thing, so in the background I might do a challenge every time I get a kill. or go to 10 push-ups, who knows. But um, that's how we stay motivated. It is tough, but I understand that um, we're trying our hardest at the same time. But there's a few other questions, but we'll just leave those ones there and then we'll get... Absolutely. Another. Episode. Absolutely.
1: Oh, I do have a question for you though, just on your gaming. So, in terms of yeah. um obviously the ISO period, is this giving you a chance to focus more um, on your professional gaming? Obviously, you're signed with the Chiefs, but are you getting a chance to to focus more on that over this period?
0: Hundred percent. Um, obviously, Call of Duties came out recently, which is great timing because it kind of it's kind of blown up virally for the um, the gaming community. But I've I've been loving it. I've been doing this. Th- regardless throughout the season and stuff anyway, but I've had a lot more time to work on um, some specifics with my podcasting. Now I can do it. I've got a better room set up. Um, there's more content that I can start recording and putting out, which is great for social medias and YouTube and everything. So obviously my gaming is going to go up another level. I've been doing a lot more streaming, so you can catch me on twitch.tv forward slash Mitch Robinson. Um, you can catch me on there pretty much once a day. And we might do this podcast on there too, because that's uh, probably the easiest way to go about it. But, um, yeah, I actually, I've actually, like, really been enjoying it, so um, shout out to my sponsors, uh, obviously I'm the Chiefs Esports Club, HyperX uh, Gaming, we have Shure Microphones, uh, what else have we got in here, M-Wave, Elgato, so, yeah, if I miss anyone, uh, Red Bull Gaming, to sign up with them, which is pretty cool. Yeah, shout out yeah, yeah. congrats, Can congrats. Product placement, but, yeah, I'm actually really enjoying this time.
1: Yeah, it's awesome, man. Well, again, as we said, we're going, to, we're going to be rolling through with this. You know, the show goes on for us and, um, you know, anything that we can do, we want to be a companion for a, for a lot of people during what's a very difficult time. So mm-hmm. if we can distract people for an hour and, and allow them to, to, to not have to think about obviously what's going on and provide some comfort, then, yeah, we certainly will. All right, so easy. Um,
0: thanks, Sean, for coming on this morning. Finally, you don't have to drive an hour at the coast, which is probably plus for you, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I am looking forward to having my car back. So hopefully the next <laughs> time we do this, I'll have a car and it won't remind
0: me of the coffees I picked up for us that I Oh, no, no, my bad. Now you can save some money while you're in ISO. But Abs- um, no, thanks absolutely. for that. I appreciate it. Um, we're going to be talking to you guys about doing one, two, um, maybe three a week. So we'll talk to you guys we go live. Um, leave it, Let us know in the comments below uh, what you think because we can even do a live on YouTube, which is pretty cool. So... We'll talk about that Absolutely. soon. All
1: right. Cheers, Sean. Cheers, man. Peace. See you, mate.
0: Peace out.